Hey everybody, just wanted to take a few seconds of your time before the podcast starts. Just wanted to let you know about a passion project of mine for the last three years called Hustle Focused Energy. It's a powdered drink mix intended to help you focus and accomplish your goals. Super excited to bring this to market. Go check it out, hustletheday.com. And thank you so much for listening. On this episode of the Hustle the Day podcast, I am fortunate to have Vanessa McConkie on the show. Vanessa is a podcast host, an author, and a professional career business coach. She left the corporate environment and is now helping others in that corporate environment overcome their struggles and also transitioned into helping entrepreneurs with some of those same struggles. Go ahead and listen to this one. You're going to enjoy it. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Hustle of the Day podcast. My name is Trent. Super excited to have Vanessa McConkie here today. Vanessa, I want you to jump in here. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Oh, my goodness. I am so honored to be on your show. Thank you so much for having me. But I am a mom of three boys under the age of five. God blessed me dearly. <laughs> and they're all at home now. Um, and I am a career coach. I help people conquer that next step in their career. Um, I also am a co-founder of a company called Elevate Up, where we work on the candidate experience and improving that as well. And I am just at September 29th, we'll be releasing my book called Designing the Best to Work from Home You. It is a busy, crazy life here, for sure. <laughs> Never dull. Yeah, for sure. Now we talked a little bit beforehand of uh, you know the the three kids and just the the chaos of that happening. And I empathize with you. Uh, but yeah, the the book will be coming out based on the day that this airs, so that's convenient for you, right? <laughs> um, but it works out really well that you you know you talked about prior to us starting to record that you had uh, started working with Forbes on this book in February about designing the best work for home you. And that is obviously a very hot topic right now. Did that, was that, you know, thought of at the time that we, you know, due to COVID we need to push this or was that just the most convenient timing ever? It really was just the most convenient timing, to be honest with you. It was, we had a list of topics because this is a start of a series of books that we're diving into just in the realm of careers in general. And so many more over the years, even before this COVID, people are working more remotely. They're being at home and especially like entrepreneurs, right? Being at home, you have to learn how to balance things. You have to have more routines and schedules set because you don't have a, a boss on your back. I mean, sometimes you do, maybe your spouse, but you have your, or your kids on your back. And so you need to have those strict things if you're going to be able to propel your business forward, serve clients and serve your family at the same time. So that's what the book is really designed to do is give you some, and it's a quick short read on purpose. I didn't want to create this massive book. I mean, yes, I have these ideas and things that I can dive into deeper, but we wanted to make sure that it was quick read for entrepreneurs, for business owners, for executives to be able to be like, hey, these are quick, really short snippets, little quick action steps. For example, how to set up your work environment at home. Please don't sit at the kitchen table if you don't have to with all of your kids and the food and all that stuff. Distractions, right? It's really hard. Right. For example, I've got my son out there right now doing, I think, music class 
now try sitting there and writing a blog or talking to a client while they are jumping around and doing all kinds of weird stuff that the kindergartners do, <laughs> right? Right. Absolutely. <laughs> and that, that was my work environment until the last couple of months. I was in an office that was right off the uh, living room, main living area, right next to the front door. And so it was, and no doors either. So it was just open and it was chaos. And I kind of carved out some room. I mean, you've got this backdrop behind me, but right behind it is a couch. Like, I mean, it's, I had to do what I, what I could, but this environment is so much better than the previous environment. So I'm actually really excited to, uh, to purchase your book and, you know, find out how I can, you know, make this flow a little bit better. And it's already much improved, but it's, it's amazing the difference in the quality of work just by having that right environment. Absolutely. I mean, actually, I was on a podcast a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking about how, think about when you've got kids at home, imagine if they were your employees and the things that they, like, they do on a daily basis if your employees did that. <laughs> it's just, it's really entertaining some days and frustrating at the same time. But one of the things that I constantly talk about, not just in the book, but just in general to my audience as well, of entrepreneurs and professionals working from home, is give yourself grace because, the, and this is the really cool thing, is we are all in this entire world in the same boat. Yep. Everyone is working from home. I know, Trent, you've been working from home for a while. You know, years ago, we'd be like hiding in the closet, right? Like shh, we're on a call with a client. Like no one can know that we're at home, right? Right. Now it's like, hey, I always, this is one thing I tell my clients all the time is it's okay that your kids are there. Just address it right away on a call or on a Zoom meeting. Be like, hey, if you guys hear anything, if you see a kid pop in, they're here, they're present even though people may know that already, it's really good to make that just an, an initial statement because if you do have to put the video on or mute or something like that, they'll understand versus, oh, she's all of a sudden or he or she's getting up and just going away. No, there's, right. there's a reason that that's happening, <laughs> especially if you have young kids. <laughs> yes. Yep. Very, very familiar with that. I've Potty had, training. Uh, oh, oh, man. <laughs> I have not had that issue yet, you know, during the podcast recording. I usually have like my dog can nudge the basement door open and come mm -hmm. down and sometimes join me. But then I've had, you know, kids get home from school, come down and say hi while I'm recording something. And yep. you just kind of got to own it. I've had my backdrop fall behind me. It's just like, <laughs> hey backdrop just fell it's, you know you gotta you gotta roll with it yeah you gotta roll with it you gotta laugh you gotta laugh at yourself too there's many times where I've like because I'm Italian and German my hands go crazy if you can see they'll knock over the mic and I'm like oh oops <laughs> you know something happens or you know some glass or something falls over a kid comes by we had an accident on the floor the other day, you know, 10 seconds literally before I was on a call. So things happen and you have to be okay with that. And I think a lot of us are learning it, but we're still struggling. So there's some more tips and things in there. There's some tips about how to lead a team remotely. I mean, that's a new challenge for sure. Whether you've right. been an entrepreneur, your business owner, or you're a professional executive, you know, your project manager, it's a lot more work to do it but then once you get the, the right things in place, the strategies and techniques in place, and you build that trust in your team, that's a big one. Build the trust in your team to do things where you don't have to be on their back. 
it's so much better. It really is. And you don't have that, I guess, pleasure of walking over into their office and saying, hey, we're going to have a meeting in 10 minutes. You have to think about what may be going on in their day, Mm -hmm. what they may be going through. Hey, maybe it's here in Phoenix, Arizona, it's hot right now. It's maybe they're dealing with some AC issue or something like that or whatever it may be. You need to make sure that you're thinking a little bit more ahead and then deciding whether you really should be having that meeting. Because a lot of times when we're in the office, how many times are our days consumed with tons of meetings that you're sitting in there like, did I need to be in that meeting? What was the point of that? (laughs) Like, what did we accomplish? (laughs) Nothing. That so I've, I've seen so much more productivity from my team and my clients' teams from being at home. I said this years ago. Absolutely. I mean, back when I was a plant manager. So, but I would tell people, I'm like, you know what? If you can get your work done and you're done by like two o'clock in the afternoon, go home. Right. Right. Because otherwise they walk around, they chit chat and blah, 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 blah. So the same thing at home, if you can get all of your work done, there's always going to be some kind of work, especially as an entrepreneur, there's always going to be some kind of work. (laughs) But if you can say, hey, I'm done and I really don't have to do that until tomorrow, be done. Spend time with your family and whatever, because the the more we work, the longer we work, the more we get burnt out. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I really want business owners, entrepreneurs to understand, because I've been there. (laughs) That's one of the reasons I made the shift from a corporate into being a business owner, because I got burnt out. I was traveling a lot. I was traveling, my my husband liked it, because I was traveling three weeks out of every month. And he's like, I can do whatever I want, eat whatever I want. (laughs) But at the same time, he still missed me and whatnot. But I was traveling from, you know, West Coast to East Coast, and we've got all those time changes back and forth. And it was exhausting. And I said, okay, I'm going to take a sabbatical. Well, and my job was safe, everything we had it in writing, all good. Well, we got pregnant with our first child and we're like, oh, well, things change. And what happens when you tend to take a step back from work too is you're like, what am I really good at? Hmm. Right? What? And where's my identity? Because a lot of times, especially... Um, I'll say this in a kind way, but males, right? You guys put a lot of your identity into work. And when that's removed from you, you're like, what do I do? So that before we got pregnant, it took me a solid like month, like the first couple of weeks, like, yeah, I don't have a job. I can do whatever I want. This is great. You know, I can work out two hours a day if I want. I can go read a book. I can take a nap at one o'clock if I wanted to. But then you start to think you're like, okay, now I really don't have a job. Okay, what am I going to do next? Am I going to go back? Am I not? And then we got pregnant. So in the meantime, I was sat there and I questioned, I do this a lot with my clients, especially people who've been laid off or furloughed and say, okay, what are you really good at? Mm-hmm. Like, what do people come to you for on a regular basis? Whether it's your degree, whether it's something you've been working in or not. You know, I have a lot of people who are like, oh, I got a degree in marketing, but people come to me for organizing things. Great. Now, what can you do with that? Right. So you don't have to be necessarily have a degree and it's that's a formality these days is to have a degree. Um, now, now, if you're a doctor, please, I do want you to have a degree in medicine. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't want you operating on me or prescribing me something if you don't. Um, but 
for sure, you got to ask those questions. And it took me a lot of time and lots of tears and lots of frustration because you're like, I thought my identity was in this job and this role and this position and having this degree. And it's not. It, that's just a part of life. And so I think when we're as professionals, as entrepreneurs, we need to start asking ourselves that question, whether you have just started or you're thinking about doing it, you got to you got to think about what people are coming to you for because each one of us is created uniquely. And this is why I have my business name being Designing the Best You because there is only one Trent, right? There's only one Vanessa out there that can that's that one puzzle piece that you need, right? I don't I'm sure your kids do puzzles and yep. right you, there all there's always at least one puzzle piece missing, right? It's always. Yep. <laughs> And what happens if you are that one puzzle piece from an organization or from, you know, a business that's needed and that's missing and you're being, I hate to use the word, but I'm going to use it selfish by not pursuing that and trying to get everything perfect. As entrepreneurs, we're like, oh, we got to get everything in line. We got to have a website. We got to have all these things set up. We got to have, you know, maybe we got to write a book. Maybe we got to have a blog. We, we got to have a podcast. We got to have all these things set up before we start diving in. Same thing with a professional. Oh my gosh, I have to do these certifications, these degrees. I've got to work in a specific industry before I can get in. Well, guys, it's like the chicken and the egg. Like, just start doing something. Like, just be a chicken or just be an egg. Just go. You know, right? <laughs> just go. Be you. You know, so I had to ask myself, what do people come to me for? And people, no joke, over the years were coming to me for, hey, please re review my resume. Hey, what am I good at next? You know my personality. What am I good at next? So I'd started doing that. And I'm like, okay, you know, this is when Fiverr first came out. And my husband's like, hey, why don't you get on Fiverr and you're pregnant? Why don't you just, you know, mess around with it? Because I can't sit still. Most entrepreneurs can't, right? We just, right. Uh, do I like watching movies? Yeah, but I can't sit there and watch a whole one without getting up and moving around or doing something around the house. So I sat there and I'm like, okay, start diving in, start working with a guy on resumes too. I started working with some friends and family members and really found that I was good at it. wasn't charging enough. That's another thing with entrepreneurs. Charge what you, you're worth. You can always back down. It's harder to increase your prices. Right. So it's very hard to do that. So know what your worth is. Go for it. And then, you know, so I started diving into that and I said, okay, I'm providing a lot of advice on interviewing and job searching and all this stuff, but I'm just writing the resumes <laughs> and that's what I'm charging for. And so I started diving in again, asking the question of what am I good at? People keep telling me I'm good at this. So I started asking clients, I said, Hey, if I was to offer these services to you, would you pay for them? Every single one of them. I think I surveyed, it was like 46 or 47 of them at that time. They're like, yeah, absolutely. I'm like, okay. I said, I set a standard set of prices and I said, okay, which one would you pick if I was to offer all these services to you over this period of time? And they're like, oh, I'd pick this one. And you're like, oh, whoa. <laughs> I would have been doing this like a year and a half ago. I'd be rich, right. you know? And so we need to sit there and understand what our value is. And I think this is really an opportune time when we're sitting at home, right? Because we have... I'm don't lie to me, people that you are working eight hours a day at home or in the <laughs> office. No one does. No one. <laughs> I've been there myself as an individual contributor. I've been there as a business owner and a manager at organizations. You, no one does. You're always talking to people doing things that are outside of your work and there's nothing wrong with that. But don't kid yourself. Uh, that, that would think is a hard thing for people to take in when they're working from home is I'm 
supposed to be logged in all the time. Mm. I'm supposed to be available all the time for those eight hours. So, you know, when you're at home, you need to be thinking, taking time for yourself and thinking about those questions. Maybe you're still in a, a corporate job and that's fine. And maybe you want to stay in a corporate job or maybe you want to enter out of it and go into, you know, entrepreneurship and start your own business, but still ask the questions of what am I good at? And if it's something that aligns with your current corporate role, stay with that and keep advancing that. If it doesn't, then start creating something on the side, you know, start creating that little side hustle. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, we have real estate investments. We have, my husband has his job. I've got my businesses here. There's nothing wrong with having multiple things going on because if we're always on a one track, what happens if there's a bomb at the end of the track or there's a big wall or you get laid off or you get furloughed or something like that, or a business does bomb, it happens. Nothing Mm -hmm. wrong with that either. You tried it but you have to have something else to go to a plan B or C or D. And so I think it's really, really important to be able to continue to ask yourself those questions and test it out, right? Ask some family members, spouses, moms are really great at telling you what you're good at and what you're not good at. (laughs) Right? (laughs) I mean, any one of us can ask our mom, be like, mom, I want to, like, if I went and asked my mom, like, mom, I'm going to be a doctor. She'd be like, yeah, absolutely not, Vanessa. (laughs) You know, no way, no way you can take care of your kids, but no, you know, not good. Um, So it's, it's really imperative to be able to ask those people and then accept the feedback accordingly. Just if someone tells you, hey, you're not good at that, you have to be okay with it too and understand right. why just because it's something that you have a good thought about. One big thing that I do tell people is get a journal and um, I do this with my husband a lot because he's like, oh, we should do this. Oh, we should do this. Oh, all these ideas. I'm like, create an idea journal. If in six months that is still such an incredibly passion, you know, a passion of yours and you feel it's something that we need to move forward with, great. But just because it came into your head today <laughs> doesn't mean we should jump on it today. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm if guilty it's, of that. <laughs> I think we all are. And it's, I've learned the hard way. I'm sure you have too. You start diving into something and you're like, okay, so either that was harder than I thought it was going to be. It cost more money than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> right. And it took a lot more time than I thought it was going to be. And now other relationships are being affected. Right. right. So there's so many things that go into business and entrepreneurship and working from home. Yeah. So you, you had a good sample size and you had all these people helping you understand what you were good at and what, um, where you should be taking this business. But what was the challenge that you never expected when you decided to, you know, pursue this more full time? Yeah. So the great thing is I have a family of the, my side of the family is all business owners everything from my sister's done it, my parents, both sets of grandparents. So I've lived that, the ups and downs, the ups and downs. And you're like, okay, this month, okay, so girls, the water isn't going to be turned on until 11 o'clock today. So please don't use it. Right. And then next month, oh, we're going on a vacation. Right. So it's, it's all the ups and downs, but the challenges that I didn't think were going to come my way were some of those same challenges. Now we've never had that situation, but now you have, we have three boys under the age of five that you're trying to parent and manage. Mm-hmm. And now I have my spouse at home. I have three autoimmune diseases that if I don't take care of myself, 
which that was the case at the beginning of my business as I was running, 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 running. I got the boys. I'm like, I am super mom. Yes. You know, and people were calling <laughs> me super mom and that was great, but I didn't take care of myself well enough by getting enough rest, sleep, taking days off. That's a big thing with entrepreneurs for like, Hey, every day. I mean, I would say that Sundays I don't work, but then I would still be planning and I would still be thinking about it and still be, you know, doing all the stuff. And I would be doing like meal planning. I'm like, okay, you literally need a break. And so Mm -hmm. because of that, and because of having autoimmune diseases, your body literally attacks itself, whatever ones you have. Like I have Addison's disease, which your body attacks your adrenals. And then if, cause I don't produce enough cortisol and then I have Hashimoto's where the body attacks the thyroid. And so, and then I have vitiligo, which is the skin um, pigmentation that starts to happen as a result of other autoimmune diseases, especially Addison's disease. So if I'm not fueling my body, if I'm not taking enough rest, if I'm not taking time to do my hobbies, it leads in, in a downward spiral. So that's what happened a couple of years ago as I went into this downward spiral and it was right after I was, so the, the third pregnancy we didn't plan. I mean, I don't think you really plan any of them, but <laughs> we really didn't plan. We thought we were done and it was very stressful. I didn't want the child. I love him dearly. I didn't want him at the time because it was just such a shock and my body hadn't recovered from postpartum depression of the last child, which I highly recommend if any of you women out there have even any kind of thought of this isn't right. I'm crying a lot, whatever. Take action and go see a doctor, please, because it's not right. <laughs> you shouldn't be in tears all the time. You shouldn't be exhausted, angry, frustrated. It, parts of it come with parenting and a new new child, but to the point where you can't think straight and you can't sleep, that's where I was at. And mm-hmm. going through another pregnancy on top of that, and the greatest blessing was mm-hmm. this child is the happiest child on the face of this earth. <laughs> like, he is so, his brothers hit him and he starts laughing. He sits at the dinner <laughs> table and everything is funny, which is going to be his trouble later on. <laughs> but, but I started to get to the point where I was like, you know, the kids were looking at me like, mommy is like, monster. And my husband's like, you really need, like, you got to get some help. And that hearing that was like, okay, I, I, yeah, sure. Whatever. I got to get help, you know? So I was a little bit obstinate about it and didn't think that I should be taking action. I was fine. This is just how it goes. And when you get to the point where you're literally like on the floor, like can't get up, you're in tears and you're sick Mm -hmm. to your stomach you're like, I, I got to do something. Um, right. I hate to see people get to that rock bottom. Sometimes that's what it takes. That's what it took for me. It wasn't completely rock bottom or anything like that, but it was it was my rock bottom. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to get some help. I talked to my naturopath and I said, hey, what can we do? You know, I mean, I have to take a couple of medications as much as I don't like to. I have to to survive. And she's like, let's give you just like the smallest dose of an antidepressant and just get you enough to the point where you can think about taking rest, where you can level off your emotions just enough. And I'm like, I'm like, well, what about, you know, I'm breastfeeding. I got the the kids and everything. How is that going to make me feel? And she's like, let's just try it out for a few months and see how it works. It's going to be, since it's such a small dose, it'll be easy to wean off. Okay, fine. So that's what we did. And I was nervous about it. But it worked. It gets to the point, if anyone's been on antidepressants, you really just, you're not happy. You're not sad. You're just kind of blah. 
you get through the days, but it really was, like she said, enough to be able to get me to think and be able to get the rest. And then I started really taking care of myself and getting the blood work that I needed done to be able to take additional supplements, to be able to get the right amount of sleep. We found out I had some um, chronic illnesses that have been in my body for a long time because of some toxins, environmental, you know, all kinds of things that were going on that if I didn't take that step, that scary step, <laughs> right, even just taking the medication and asking for help instead of saying, I'm good, I'm good, I'm just a little tired, I'm just a little emotional, you know, whatever, taking that step, now I'm at the point where I'm like, okay, I can go. If the child, children are up a couple times in the nights, I can get through the day and it's fine because I've taken care of myself first. Right. And I always tell this to people. It's like, if you don't take care of yourself first, how in the world are you going to be able to serve others in a corporate environment, your team members, your family, your spouse, you know, right, your kids, your clients, how in the world are you going to be able to do that? You're going to be faking it and then you're going to fall flat on your face and people are going to read that. So you For have sure. to be able, and if I'm preaching that too, I need to be able to live it myself. Yeah, absolutely. I think, <clears throat> you know, it is called the hustle the day podcast, but you know, one thing that everybody I talk to says is, you know, hustle means something different today than what it meant five, six years ago, because hustle now involves taking that time, getting enough sleep you know, making sure that you're at your best so that you can help others the best that you can. So I absolutely agree with that. I'm glad that you're at a point now where you're not on the floor and, you know, <laughs> you, you took that step. And I know that that's not an easy process, but <clears throat> I'm glad you took that step so that now you can be a better benefit to everyone that you come in contact with. And that's the goal is, you know, I, there's so many people out there that want to help thousands of people, which is great. But you know what? If you can even just help a handful of people in your community, right? Think about it. Yes, we're in this pandemic where we're supposed to be staying six feet apart and wear masks and whatever, but you can still go over to a neighbor's house, right? And say, hi, we had a neighbor. This was this is actually entertaining because we were getting rid of our the, the crib that we don't need anymore. And we put it on, there's an app called offer up. So we're like, okay, let's put it up there. Whatever. I don't care. Someone take it. Massive garbage day. The big bulk is coming in a few weeks. If no one takes it, we'll throw it out there. But our neighbor behind us, like we've had some conversations with them. She actually, I didn't know it was her on the app was like, yeah, I'll take it. Okay. What's your address? Oh, you're the neighbor right behind me. <laughs> okay, great. She came over and we had a beautiful conversation and now I've had this great relationship. You know, yeah, it's been a few weeks, but we're able to reach out and I'm able to understand her frustrations and struggles and able to help her. She's like, I'm a mom. I got three kids. The young, you know, I've got a baby on the way. I've got the youngest one then is two. And then the oldest one is 16. I've got a husband and a brother here at home and all this things going on. I'm like, what do you need? And she's like, honestly, I don't know. I'm like, do you mind if I like cook you a meal maybe once a week and we can bring it over? I mean, all I got to do is just double, maybe triple what I'm making with boys. Mm -hmm. You got to like triple it, but <laughs> right? just add to my recipe and just bring a batch over. And she's like, oh my goodness, that would be great. And so I've done that. And she's like, that you don't understand how much that means. I mean, any parent out there that understands you have more than one kid and you got to cook, it's a lot of work. I mean, most mm -hmm. days I was laughing last night because I served up everyone's food, went to go sit down and eat mine, and they were all done with their first round and wanted more. I'm like, 
okay, here we go, round two, you know? And then you sit down, you're like, mom, and it's like the last bowl left is yours. I'm like, here you go, guys. Like, you know, and so you understand that frustration. And then you're like, okay, I'm worn out. So just helping another person in your community that may be going through that struggle too and just needs that bit of relief. So maybe they can sit down and have dinner with their family. Maybe they need a lot of um, schools are doing pickups for lunches. Maybe you can go and pick up the lunches for a family and bring it over or even go get the lunches for your kids and give it to them. And I mean, because you never know how busy, as much as I hate that word, but how busy they may be in their life and frustrated and all the things that they're dealing with that they may not feel comfortable sharing that just that little, little bits of, you know, you're extending that grace, you're extending that hand to them, maybe of benefit, you know, even in the workplace too. think about, you know, when I'm talking about leading your remote teams, I was talking to a client earlier in this pandemic and he's like, Vanessa, I don't even know how to do this. I'm like, what's wrong with sending them a gift card to like Uber Eats? Maybe they are, they're so incredibly busy with home life and work life that they're not eating properly or they're not getting a chance to get things set. It's easy to quick order online while you're sitting here in the, on the computer and then have it delivered, go grab it, and then you can even sit and eat at your desk. I don't encourage that, but you can do that if you need to. And he's like, right. oh, wow, that's a really good idea. I'm like, it's something simple, right? You can still do that and still be of benefit to your team. Right. It's showing that you care, even though it's a small mm-hmm. gesture, it, it still shows that you care about their well-being, even though you're not, you know, in the same office with them anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because think about how many times we had people bring in bagels and put it down on the table and you know, right. donuts, whatever it may be. We don't have that anymore. So think about, you have to start thinking outside of the box a little bit, which I think mm-hmm. has been great with this pandemic because it's allowed us to, first of all, bring us back to family life. And then second, think outside the box a little bit because we've been so inundated with, you know, a routine of getting up, rushing, you know, showering, getting out the door, driving to work, going, sitting in front of a desk all day, talking to the same people, coming back home, doing the same thing that we're not like, okay, so today, you know, me and my husband have X amount of calls. These are the times they're at. Okay. Do we have lunch ready? Do we have, you know, okay, who can I help today? I always teach the kids. I'm like, who can we help today? What can we do to help? How can we serve? Whether it's your brothers or whether it's someone else, you know, so you have to think of all of those different things. Whereas you didn't have to think about that before. And I always joke about look back in medieval times, all of their family, their businesses, their maids, their servants, everyone is in one place. Right. I don't, I don't know about you. Maybe I haven't done enough research. I haven't heard about them being super incredibly stressed. True. They I, I how haven't heard it. either. Right? <laughs> <laughs> they, they learned how to manage it and they learned how to be creative and they, they gave themselves grace. They, I'm sure there was arguments here and there. I'm sure mm-hmm. that's just human nature, but we've got to get back to that. We were so independent. Our our society was pushing independency so much that we lost the family. And I think this, so this pandemic that everyone's freaking out about, like, oh my goodness, we can't go do this. We can't go. Just think about what you can do. What can you do in your job for your company? What can you do for your own business and your clients? What can you do for your family and your communities? That's how we're going to rebuild this economy again. Not thinking about what we can't do. And that's something I've had to learn too from having the autoimmune diseases. There's a lot of foods. And I think you and I discussed this too. Like I can't eat. 
-hmm. And my oldest son is following in the same footsteps. Like literally the two of us can't have eggs. There's a lot of stuff with eggs in it. A lot. (laughs) But you got to think about what are the the foods that we can have? There are so many other foods we can have. Like for Mm -hmm. breakfast, that was a hard thing for me. Breakfast, like, okay, well, everything has eggs in it for breakfast. I can't (laughs) even go to a restaurant. And so great. You can go to a restaurant, just get a skillet without the eggs. Meat and vegetables, great, right? You can still have it. Um, you know, you don't have to have the toast. You can have something else. Or, you know, or if you want to get sick that day, great, you know, have it. But <laughs> there's different ways to think about that. So even like with my son, it's like he was like freaking out at first. And he's like, because he was breaking out on his face from having eggs and some other foods. And I was like, okay, so what can we have? Let's, let's sit down and let's think. Let's write it down. What can we have? And we made a big list. And I said, see, we have eggs. And then we had a couple other foods on there. That's the things we can't have. Look at all the things we can have. And yeah. so our minds tend to go to the negative first. And we really need to really twist that around and say, no, we have to go to the positive and it's hard. I'm not going to lie that I, some days I'm like, I really want eggs. <laughs> I really like, oh my goodness, life is terrible because I can't have it. Um, but we really, if we really start to do that, we really start to, you know, write out things we're grateful for, thankful for, things that we can do, we can have, we do have versus what we can't. So much better. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely a, a complete mindset shift mm-hmm. and one that, I encourage everyone to adopt, you know, no matter your situation, um, just seeing things for what you can do or what you're capable of, you become more grateful in doing so um, just by looking at that way. And you know what, that applies to your work as well, because, you know, as an entrepreneur, you see this, all these things that you want to do and like, Oh, I can't do that. I can't do that. Or you got to think of the things you can do, the things you can help progress your, whatever goal you're working on. And then the great thing is like you mentioned Fiverr earlier, there's a lot of resources out there for the things you can do. Exactly. And one of the, the best books that I've read over the past few years has been the one thing, right? Just focus on one thing. You have been designed to do one thing at this point in your life, do that one thing. I, there's so many, close the tabs on your computer, please. Like I have, and I'm guilty of this. I have like 20 tabs open and I'm like, I'm going to come back to that. Oh, that's a really good idea. Oh, I should use that, you know, webinar platform. Oh, I should do this, right? Close it out. Have your list. I always say like have a list of no more than three things that you should do for the day and focus on those things. That one thing that you're supposed to do, not what everyone else is doing, what you're supposed to do. And that's, I love social media, but at the same time, I hate it. You know, I mean, we're both around the same age where we grew up and we didn't have it. And thank goodness, first of all, (laughs) 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 thank goodness. But at the same time, it's like, yes, it's a great way to get stuff out there. But at the same time, we sit there and we scroll and we look at other people and other businesses and, oh, we should be at this certain point. No, there is a reason that you're at a specific point, right? There was a reason I was pulled out of corporate for at that time went through my health issues at a specific time. I mean, I was on a really good track making a lot of money from corporates and diving into the businesses right away. And there was a reason that I got pulled back at that time. So there's all these, we all have, and we have to acknowledge that as being good. I mean, back when I was a runner, I was so adamant about like running and doing these half 
marathons and all this stuff. And no joke, goodness knows how many times I got stress fractures and whatnot. And those stress fractures turn into major injuries. And the doctor would be like, okay, Vanessa, we got to put you in this little booty. Just stay off of it for just a couple of weeks. Yeah, 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 whatever. Still going to the gym with you know it on. And they're like, you didn't stay off. Yeah, I did. No, you didn't. That now you get a knee booty. Guess what the next thing is? A cast if you don't. And you're like, okay. And so you get literally get knocked off your feet if you don't focus on taking care of yourself and that one thing that you're supposed to do. You're going to keep mm-hmm. getting – and that's where I think entrepreneurs get sidetracked and they get frustrated because they're just, they're all over the place. Oh, this person is doing, you know, this, you know, Tony Robbins is doing this. So I should be doing that because he's making a lot of money. No, there's only one Tony Robbins. There's only one Oprah. There's only, because that's what they were supposed to do. If you're meant to do something that's behind the scenes, nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. You don't need to be this big, you know, person with millions of followers and things like that. That's not important. Like I said earlier, if you can, if you can help, you know, 10 people and then you've got that ripple effect and they go on and they continue helping people, be satisfied that you were able to help 10 people in this period of your life or maybe even the course of your entire lifetime. Who cares? Right. Right. Be satisfied that it wasn't zero. Imagine if you helped helped zero people because you didn't take action. That would be pretty disappointing for sure. Yeah. You're on your deathbed and you're like zero people, like zero. I'm sure that everyone's going to help someone at some point, but through your business, you're like zero people because I didn't take that one little action step. I didn't change my mindset or I didn't focus on what I was supposed to do. Mm -hmm. That's disappointing. And to the world too. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I, I love the book, the one thing, but Unfortunately, you're also speaking to me in the fact that I've got two monitors here and I've got, <laughs> I do one, too. Don't I've worry. got one monitor full of tabs, <laughs> enough tabs that I moved a second window to the monitor in front of me that also is full of tabs. So I, I definitely something for me to work on. I, but um, one thing I want to ask you though, is you, you work with entrepreneurs, you work with executives um, you work with, you know, people in the corporate environment as well as outside of it. You know, entrepreneurs, in my experience, are usually driven by impact. You know, mm-hmm. they want to impact as many people as possible. And they find the best way to do that is through entrepreneurship. Obviously, you can still do that in a corporate environment. What is it? What are some of those differences that you see in drive and purpose between a corporate career and entrepreneurship career? So what I see, and that's a really good question, is as an entrepreneur, the good thing is your impact, you have one, I mean, in both worlds, you have 100% control of, mm-hmm. right? You have your attitude. That's a big thing. When I was in corporate, people were like, why are you so happy all the time? Why do you want to get to know me? I'm like, why, why not? I mean, is that weird? <laughs> you know. But people, they want to be cared for. So an impact as an entrepreneur, like for example, my impact, I see so many people out there, especially now this year, that they're like millions of people without jobs. And they're like, well, I thought I had a really good job. What's my purpose now in life? Well, I lost my confidence. Now I'm not clear on what I want to do. Where's the hope? Right? We don't know when this economy is going to come back. What am I supposed to do? And so people are downward spiraling. And I'm like, okay, 
here's the opportunity. This is what I've been known for. Build people up, you know, get them going. Yes, it's unknown, but you know what? Even before this, it was unknown, right? So why are you again letting the economy and all the social media news drive your thoughts? The same thing in the corporate world too. A lot of people think that they're controlled by their boss and their organization. Yes, they're giving you a paycheck. Be thankful for that. Put all of your efforts and all of your energy in to your work and your team members and your employees and your, even your managers too, that's your impact. That is where it's at. No joke, and this is not to boost my, myself up, but this is just to give an example. When I was a um, manufacturing engineering supervisor at a dental company, and I had been, we'll call it poached, by my boss who was there and went to another company. We were, there was no agreement. So, But um, he had pulled me over to another organization and I had battled him for months. I'm like, no, I'm good here. No, I'm good here. And I finally made the decision to leave that organization and go to the one that he was at. Mm-hmm. I put in, I went to HR and I said, hey, I don't know how, and because we had a new manager because he had left. I said, don't know how to approach him with this. I know you guys had me on this really good track and whatnot, but I just feel that this is the best thing for me right now. And I would appreciate some support in this. HR went off on me. We had this great plan for you. You were going to help take over X, Y, and Z, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you're not happy for me. (laughs) Like, no, we know that he's bringing you over. And I'm like, okay, I'll go talk to this new manager myself. You know, so I went and talked to him and he was really excited for me and whatnot. And he's like, this is a great opportunity. I'm pretty sure you're going with that other manager. I'm like, yes, I am. But that's not the main reason. It's just a different opportunity and growth and things like that. And, you know, corporate world, you have to send out a notice to the whole organization saying, hey, you know, Vanessa's leaving. They didn't send out a very kind one. (laughs) So it was kind of that passive aggressive Note and it goes and it was a global organization, so we were in 143 countries at the time. So it went out to a lot of people, and my name was already out there because of a lot of things that I had done for the organization. And there was a line out of HR's door and at every break and lunch for almost two weeks straight, arguing with the HR department saying, Why did you do this? You need to put something back out there. Vanessa's a good person, you should be happy for all this type of stuff because of the impact that I had. Um, and again, it's not to my own harm because I went out there and I cared about people. And this is what I tell a lot of people in corporate and even an entrepreneur is care about your people first before you care about the money coming in, the revenue, any of that stuff. Because when you start to care for people, they'll do pretty much anything for you because they see that you, hey, you know, I have three kids. You know that on Tuesdays I go and coach Little League, that I need to leave work early you know that I'm studying for a test. You know that you know, my mom's in the hospital and, or in hospice or whatever. You know, you know those things about them and you truly care because then they start to come to you and be like, okay, I'm leaving for the day. Is there anything that you need? Maybe it's yes, maybe it's no, but they start to come to you. Hey, I noticed that you're busy and you've got a lot on your plate. Can I take something off your plate for you? It's amazing what happens. Does it take an extra amount of time especially when you're like a a new person at a company. Yes, it does. When you're a new entrepreneur, yes, because you want to dive in and you want to start building your business fast. But the way you build a business fast, whether it's an organization that you're working for or your own, is to care about the people and to make sure they're set up for success. And then ultimately, you will be because then you're not trying to do it all yourself either. Because that's what we do as entrepreneurs is we try to do it all ourselves. Yes, you should know how to do some of this stuff but you shouldn't be doing all of it. 
Yeah. And you know what, that's, that's perfect. I, I love, you know, that story that you told and, you know, I'm glad you were making that impact in everybody's lives that people were lining up the door to defend you. Like that's, that's really awesome. But it, it shows the, how big that that impact can have on those people, even those little things. Um, I've got a good friend of mine who is an entrepreneur, but he has a team that's remote and they're all, or not all of them, but a, a good portion of them are located in the Philippines and he treats them like family. Like it's, it's to the point where, you know, they had a wedding and they had a cardboard cut out of him there and, you know, he's <laughs> flown out there and visited them and, you know, they, they, he really treats them well and goes you know, above and beyond what is, you know, what is expected, you know, pay or things like that. He'll, he'll make sure that their needs are taken care of at all times. And, you know, it's, it's something that people can do now in a corporate environment remotely. Like you mentioned, you can still have that impact. You can give them that Uber Eats gift card or whatever the case may be. You can still be that ear to them even in even though the environment has changed, you still want to be able to create that impact. Yeah, and the a, a point to that too is, let's say you get sick or a child or you want to go on vacation, <clears throat> something like that, you don't have to worry about, is Billy going to work? Is he going to do his job? Do I have to check in on him? No, you shouldn't have to. They're going to run it the way it is. I mean, no joke, the first time I did that, I was like, okay, I'm going to have to turn my phone off and my emails off. Oh, what's going to happen? And I came back and just had to deal with a couple issues in corporate and that was it. And because I really put the trust in them and told them I wasn't going to micromanage them as hard as it can be sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've done that as an entrepreneur too. You know, I've told my team like, hey, not having a good health week. I need you guys to kind of take over. What do you need from me? Tell me now so I can get it. And they take care of it. Yeah. That's great. People want to be cared about. They want to know that what they are good at, you trust them to be good at. Right. And I've got a good friend of mine who um, is in the corporate environment, and that's where he wants to be. He has no entrepreneurial desire, um, but he he feels that he can make that impact as well. And he empowers his team rather than, you know, manages them. And they accomplish great work. They can rely on him for anything that they need. And it's, it's great. Just those little mindset tweaks that we could all be making would make a huge difference throughout the world. If we all just, you know, made those little changes. Absolutely. Yeah. Take the time. (laughs) Don't be in such a rush to check off your list. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. So if you were to give a piece of advice to piece of advice rather to somebody who is leaving the corporate world and starting to do their own entrepreneurial journey uh, like you did in the past, what piece of advice would you give to them? Like I would say is do a lot of journaling, a lot of, you know, just write out anything that's on your mind and go back through and look at what is constantly coming up and then, like I said earlier, is to ask people what what they would pay for that you would offer, right? Hey, people were coming to me for career advice and they were willing to pay for it. And everyone said that. And I'm like, 
not something that I ever thought being an engineer would happen, but that's what happened. So to do that, and like I said, journal, do it every day. I still do it. My clients still do it because a lot of times, especially when you wake up, a lot of times we have a negative thought, put it down, get it out in writing, turn it into a positive thoughts, move on with your day. Because if you have those negative thoughts, and especially as women, they start to just snowball and make our day worse. And I, I always say that men have like waffle brains where like you guys have little <laughs> compartments that you can think in and just like go from one to the other and it doesn't like spill over. And we have the spaghetti brain, like it, everything touches each other. I'm sure as you know, like if you get in an argument with your spouse, right? <laughs> one thing goes into another, like, wait, I thought we were just, we were arguing about this. <laughs> so to really just get it out on paper and once we and physically write it, don't type it, don't physically write it. It's so much different to be able to do that versus thinking it or typing it out. It's a release. And once you do that, then you can review and say, okay, what are the things that are commonly coming up? What are the thoughts that I have? What are the passions that I have? What things am I thankful for on a regular basis? And then asking people around you that are closest that know you and say, what would you pay, right? I mean, I have people who are like, I, I'd buy your book because this is, you're good at that. That's what you're good at. I, I don't care. You send me a copy for free. I'm still going to pay you for it. And you're like, okay, now I know what I'm good at and what I have to offer to the world. And then the second piece of advice would be just start somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like, let's say your best friend says you're good at organizing. I don't know why I'm thinking about organizing today, but <laughs> organizing. And you're like, I don't know. Well, just start with it. What's the worst that can happen? That's what I always tell people. What's, what's the worst someone can say is no. The worst that can happen is it doesn't work. At least you tried it. Then you can check it off on the wall. Like, hey, nope, that, that was done. Move on. Yeah. Or it works out so incredibly well that it turns into this massive business and you're able to serve tons of people. Yeah, absolutely. What if it works? Mm-hmm. That's that's definitely a great, great piece of advice. So <clears throat> I've got one more question for you. But before that, we get to that, I want to give you an opportunity to, uh, you know, give a shout out or, you know, where people can best find more information about you before we dive into that last question. Yeah, definitely on LinkedIn. Um, that's where I live most days. Mm-hmm. And um, at my website is vanessamcconkey.com. Vanessa is spelled differently, V-E-N-N-E-S-S-A. Um, so thank you, mom and dad, for that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, those are the places that you can find me. And on my website, there's other social media platforms that you can click on as well. Perfect. I'll make sure to include links in the description below. But um, the final question I want to ask you, personal or business, what is it that excites you about the future? Oh, that's a good question. You know, that... And this is going to be kind of contradictory to a lot of what people say is that it is unknown. Okay. It's completely unknown. And that's the cool thing is we can only control what happens in this moment and not what happens. I have no idea what's going to happen tomorrow. And that's the great thing is be present with your family, your friends, your clients, your employees, all those people, because you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. True. That's very true. That's that's a great way to look at it. And like you said, it's contradictory to what most people think, but mm-hmm. that's that's an awesome way to look at. It. And you know what? It, 
be beneficial if we could all look at it that way. Absolutely. Well, I want to thank you for the time today, Vanessa. I really appreciate, you know, connecting with you um, and then, you know, sharing your story. It's an awesome story. I think a lot of people are going to resonate with it. So I, I appreciate it. I hope so. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Well, I know I've gotten a ton of value out of this. So I know my audience has gotten value out of this. So I encourage you all to get out there and hustle the day.